What is a new discovery you've made about yourself? Usually this question is a question that you ask when there's a mark. Either your birthday or towards the end of the year, you know, when you're making New Year resolutions or something. Our listeners, I implore you to think, what is something I've learned about myself? And I want to say this also with a slight preface, that that thing is not fixed. That this thing that I've discovered about myself could be small, it could be different tomorrow. You know, it could be like a stepping stone. So the new discovery that I've done about myself was that as soon as I hit 36, I started thinking long term and planning. Huh. Like I never imagined like wanting to settle down, wanting to buy a house, wanting to, I don't know, just like things that adults do. I just never planned anything. Like I just lived my life in a place of like, I just think about it and I make it happen. Welcome to this week's episode of the Interracial Couple Podcast. Well, it's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. And I am Matthew. And this week, there are two things that I wanted to start with. Nicholas Sparks said, the emotion that can break your heart is sometimes the very one that heals it. And I think when we look at that, we oftentimes think that love is what that is, right? Because people feel like love breaks their heart, but it also heals it. But I think it's actually more than just that particular emotion. I think it's actually deeper than that. I think that it's even when you can say, you know, if there's a challenging emotion, consternation, frustration, sadness, that, you know, that in the sadness itself is also the place where the healing can take place. It's yeah, in, could totally be in, right? In like accepting it and in loving it and nurturing it. And also giving it time to heal. Mm-hmm. I think time is key in healing things you know when i've like gone through hard times i'm just like this too shall pass you know um this emotion this frustration this sadness it's with time it's going to heal right and that i think is you know even the good you know the whether it's happy you know i mean can happy break your heart can happy break your heart and i don't know if happy can break your heart i don't know if sadness really breaks your heart but I guess I just sort of wonder to what extent can you go through an emotion, whether it's kind of a good emotion or a, I hate to use the word bad, but a challenging emotion. And either of those be like, oh, there's, it, like happy also perhaps is, is a, is also a spectrum in some ways, right? It's got its own little spectrum within that feeling of happiness that might also have something that is, I mean, it's human, so therefore it's not perfect. It's not divine. Yeah. Uh, and this week in week nine of the lover's journal, the, uh, you know, the, the questions, and I'm going to go ahead and read all of them and then we can dive into it. The first is what is a new discovery you've made about your lover since starting this journey or this journal rather, what is a new discovery you've made about yourself? And then this one I think is really key is how can you remain open to your lover's needs while being true to yourself? Uh, and those are the those are the things that we're going to go into. And you know, even just for generally for the audience listening, is that the discovery we make about ourselves and about the other. While we talk about this within the journal, I also feel like that's something that I could have said even if we weren't necessarily journaling. I could have gone back and said, you know, in the last two months or more now, what you know, what have I learned about myself? What have I 
learned or discovered about you. And if we're really engaging in our relationship, we are going to discover new things. Yeah, I think this question for me was like really hard to think because it's been only two months. And when I start to think about something that I've discovered about myself, it's usually at the end of the year. So I'm looking at a big chunk of time. But this was like, oh, my God, it's the last two months. What have I discovered about you? And I was like, nothing. Cause because... No, not that there's... <laughs> there's not much to discover about me. I'm pretty simple. <laughs> no, like I've discovered a lot of things about you in our time of dating and being together. But in the last two months, I feel like some of them, it's not necessarily like discovering. It's confirmation mm-hmm. of things that I already knew. Um but not necessarily like discovery. So it was. Are you sure like, that's not like confirmation bias, where you're like, I think he's a little bit annoying sometimes, and I've confirmed <laughs> over the last two months, indeed he's annoying sometimes. Yeah, those two. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I think about something that I've discovered about myself, like in the last two months, like I just kind of feel like, oh, there's something because, and the reason I say that was like, for me, it wasn't hard because I just, it was just my birthday. And during my birthday, I kind of go more inside. So I feel like there was a marker. It's either my birthday, but usually this question is a question that you ask when there's a mark, either your birthday or towards the end of the year, you know, when you're making new year resolutions or something. But I did discover something about you this morning. It's actually what I wrote when we we went on a hike and then we were t- you said talking about how how you wanted to run another marathon. You were like, oh, next time if we move back to Kenya, I'm going to train for another marathon. And then the conversation went from there to saying that a good friend of yours, do you want to tell the story about this friend that I'm talking about? How competitive the two of you were in high school? We were very competitive. We were the top of our class and there was just always this this little bit of competition and and it's not at this point like in high school I think it actually really helped us both do really well we don't live close to each other we don't see each other a lot he's a good friend but we don't spend a lot of time together but there's a little bit of competition there but it's also just it's just enjoyable it's like a real enjoyable yeah, competition. but when you were when you were talking about it like I looked because you were driving and I looked at you and you were like that 15 year old boy again being like yeah like I am running faster than he is, and he's going to, like, you know, for well, sure. Well, in, his, that... in his last half marathon, uh, his best time is just, it's three minutes slower than my best time. And I told him what my time was because I, I ran in the Kilimanjaro half marathon, and I came in at 154 and change. I don't remember. It was under 155. And he was like, oh, I, that's pretty good. I did 157. And I was like, you know what? I told him I was 154. I guarantee you, guarantee you in his next half marathon, he is going to beat my time without a question. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, it's like you are that 15 year old boy again. Like you are super, you're still really competitive. And I just was like, I guess some things don't change. Okay. So that was my discovery about you this morning. He's like, but you see what I mean? Like I knew that you were competitive but this was just a confirmation that you're still that mm-hmm. you're still, you know, cause I know that story from like when, the, when I've had stories between the two of you and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's interesting though, when you said about like confirmation, because I, I kind of want to 
point out that that's actually something I think we have to be careful about with our partners. Okay. Because it, and I may have done that too. I'm going to go back and kind of check and see what I wrote. I don't remember exactly, but it can be so easy to be looking in the place where we already know to look mm. to see, oh yeah, I know this thing already, as opposed to really like, what is the new discovery? What is something I didn't know? And I think that that's really important because, you know, Hopefully, if you're in a relationship with someone that you love, you will be in that relationship for an exceedingly long time. And to allow the discovery to continue to be there, I think, is is really vital in a relationship. I think it's also vital for ourselves. You know, some people are like, oh, I know myself. And probably you don't, um, you know, and it's nothing personal, but... You know, we know what we look at. You know, we know what we have vocabulary for. You know, it's like, you know, that that thing where you've never heard a word before and then you learn that word and then you see it and hear it everywhere. Yeah. Or like we're in the market for a car and I've been seeing the car that we want to buy literally everywhere. everywhere. Because as soon as you become aware of it, you see it. But it was always there before. Those words were always in use. That car was always there. You just didn't really see it. And so I think when it also comes to relationships, it's really important to say, you know, now that I'm aware of it, I can see that car everywhere and I hear that word everywhere. But if I don't discover the new thing, then I'm still just seeing that same car everywhere. I'm hearing that one same word and I need to expand that. There are times, especially when you're challenged, that you're guided by emotions or feelings that are under the surface. It's kind of like this silly thing. You know, I remember a long time ago, someone said, can you believe people get divorced over like which way the toilet paper comes off of the roll? And it's like, no, it's actually not that. There's something beyond that. There's something deeper than that. And I think one of the things in the last couple of months is to recognize uh, if even if we're if we're having a challenge or if you're challenged in some ways, it's not only if we're having a challenge, if you're challenged in some ways. And this isn't also only with challenges. I think there are other there are also times when you're probably happy too, where you are it's like there's something else. Like right even this morning, you woke up and you just felt so good. Right. Mm-hmm. But this morning wasn't hugely different from last Monday morning. But this Monday morning was hugely different. And one of the things that changed is that last week you decided I'm going to get up at 630 in the morning. I'm going for a really nice walk before I start my day. So kind of like nothing on the outside you know, it's like nothing happened to change. No. But this morning you just you felt so good. And that is that kind of, I guess where I'm getting at is that there's other things that are underneath. There's stuff underneath. Like just taking a walk in the morning doesn't make you feel that much better, like as a thing. It's not like you won the lottery. It's not like you, you know, had a your you know first ten thousand dollars month sale. Not nothing like that at all. But so it's like something underneath. And so whether it's the happy things like just how good you felt this morning for because you were on a walk and it was a nice walk, but you were really happy yeah. for taking a walk. On the other hand, also, I think, you know, we talked about this last week, uh, when we had this challenge and we had this kind of this argument, the thing that was underneath it was how you realized that you have spent months of your life and thousands of your dollars on a fool's errand. And that that was ultimately what was what came into our conversation. So our argument was actually not about what we thought our argument was about. It was that you, this other thing that was kind of pushing your feelings or emotions. And so I just also want to be aware of that when you're feeling really great. Like what is that thing that's underneath that I can discover about, 
you that I don't see that's not on the surface of what's making you happy. And when you're really struggling, whether it's you and I struggling or you're just kind of struggling within something is what's underneath that. Got it. Yeah. What's a new discovery that you've discovered about yourself? About myself. Yeah. Well, one thing, since we said it was also within this journal, but, uh, and I sort of implore, uh, our listeners, I implore you to think, you know, what is it, what is something I've learned about myself? And I want to say this also with a slight preface that what I learn about myself, and ideally I keep learning new things about myself and about you, that that thing is not fixed, that this thing that I've discovered about myself could be small. It could be different tomorrow. You know, sure. it could be a, like a stepping stone. Um, so as you're thinking, like, what is something that I've discovered about myself that may not be an end discovery, but a discovery that is an important stepping stone to the next discovery and the next one? Um, and for me, it was that how writing uh, and about memories or even about future, but when this was really about memories, uh, is how it can bring back the old feelings. And I was thinking about when we did our very first week and I was writing like, what are the things that made me fall in love with you? And how much when I was writing that by bringing that up and putting it into words and thinking about it, I went back to an internal feeling of the way that I felt at the very beginning of our relationship. Mm. Um, and I still feel so much of that stuff so much of the time. Not always, I'll be honest. Um, (laughs) But just to be able to do that, and then as like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, you can actually do that in the future, right? Of basically like write about the future and that can make you feel good now. Um, And so this was something that I wrote basically that by writing it, I feel it. Mm. And that was a discovery that was just really nice. And it made me think, you know what, I want to when I'm, when I'm writing anything, whether it's an article or a blog post or something is to really just be aware of what I'm writing and how that's impacting me. Cause I do think that my writing and the images in my mind that I'm conjuring up have a deep impact on how I feel. Wow. That's really profound. So the new discovery that I've done about myself, which I never thought would become was that as soon as I hit 36, I started thinking long-term and planning. I feel like I have this need to plan my future, which I never had before. Like I never imagined like wanting to settle down, wanting to buy a house, wanting to, I don't know, just like things that adults do. I just never thought I would have that need. I just never planned anything. Like I would just wake up in the morning and like whatever thoughts. For most of my life, I've been guided by thinking about something and not really fully, fully thinking about it and just doing it. Hmm. Like I'm, I don't overthink decisions that most people spend years, months planning. Mm-hmm. So I just lived my life in a place of like, I just think about it and I make it happen. And now I'm planning about things like I want to do when I'm 40. And I'm just like, wait, who is this person? <laughs> like... I only like would think about like what do I want to do in the summer and that's it and now it's like I'm opening a retirement account I am thinking about buying a vehicle that if just in case I have a kid like I can use that vehicle I'm thinking about I don't know a house and I'm just like you mentioned even almost like it slipped out like buy you said buy a house which is something you said you don't really want to do it's not, and that, that is 
I, I still don't want a house. I still don't want to buy a house. But, but you're Freudling. Freud, Freudian slipped that one out. With no, 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 no. I, no, it's, it's, I think it's all the things that I kind of want, but I want a place that feels more permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily that I own. Um, but who knows? Like maybe next year I would be like, maybe this is, I want to buy this house and this is my dream house and this is where I want to die. I don't know. Um, like I want to live here until I die, but it's just a part of me that is surprising because I just never thought of myself as someone who settles downs and starts planning. Got so, it. so that was a new discovery, huh? That's my new discovery. Okay. It's what 36 is bringing. And now I, I really want to know what is something that you feel that you, uh, that you can do to remain open to my needs while being true to yourself? This is. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, I'm so glad we have this on tape. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I think this is still going to be a challenge because I really feel that the two of us right now are struggling through like our, I feel like both our cultures at the moment are really crashing um, in this time. Like, I don't think like I've, been as challenged by how we see things in the last five years as to how I feel like the time, like the way we see things, the way we do things is really crashing at the moment. And I want to stay open to how you do things and not being so much like the way I do things is better, but I also don't want to lose myself, um, in your ways. Like Mm. I don't, I think, I think that the thing is like, I'm a little worried that if I just give in into the easy things feels like just do it your way. You know, that feels like I could just do that. And then like there wouldn't be like this crush of like time and the way we see things. But then if I do that, like I feel like I will lose myself in it. So I'm trying to really stay open to like I can do things your way. But I also want to be open to like doing things the way I have done things and trusting that the way I've done things for the last 30 years that I we were not together has led me to the human being that I am today. And so I think that's the big question. And I'm not like I'm remaining open to being, yeah, to finding a balance between and, and I think it's mostly cult- cultural mm. and also like the way our personalities are. So that is what I am being so open how to. How can you remain open to my needs while being true to yourself? How can you do that? Um, I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm, I really don't know. I feel like I am in that place of like, my way is better. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, of course. Um, I just feel like my way is better and my way is better for the world and yours is not good <laughs> for me. Neither is it good for the world. I'm just, you know, and I also, so I don't want, like I, knowing Ooh, so that. So that woman on TikTok was right that, what? that uh, I'm just gathering in <laughs> intel for the bad guys, red flag. Yes. <laughs> um, my way is bad <laughs> for the world. <laughs> and... Also, like, not thinking that my way is the highway. So, 
I think that's how I'm staying open is like, I want to maintain my ways, but also knowing that my way is not the highway. Mm. Yeah. So what are you? You know, one of the things I said was really just to be present, um, you know, and I think part of it, is, and this is why this relates to what is the discovery uh, that you've made about your lover and discovery I've made about myself is that actually as to get to know you and to get to know myself. And so bringing like, this question of what new discovery have I made okay. about you and me, I think is actually really key because I just need to get to know you. And if I know myself and then I do something that doesn't feel quite right. And one of those cultural clashing issues that you are talking about is time. Kenya is not known for people being timely. Let's put it this way. No one uh, spends thousands of dollars on a Kenyan watch. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, right. That's, uh, Kenya is a but wonderful I, But I have place, to but... qualify that. It's not just time. It's doing. Like, I think it's like, it's more than that. I think for me, when, when I talk about it, it's time and what you do with your time. It's not just like showing up on time. It's like, what are we doing with my time? Like I value certain things about the how what I do with my time that you necessarily don't. So I don't want to put, I just, as I feel like as a Kenyan, like they are, I'm sure there are Kenyans who show up on time. So I don't want to go and stereotype the entire country. Of course, yeah. There are people who really show up on time and there are people who do things differently than I do. But I also feel like I tend to move slower as a human being and you tend to not. So it's not like I think we need to be like clear. It's not just time and showing up on time. It's like, what do we do with our time? Like, I want to wake up in the morning and go on a walk. I want to go on a hike. But for you, it's like you'd rather be doing more is almost. So I think it's it's more than just time is what I'm trying to say. Got it. Okay. well, for me. The how can I do it is really just like being just, you know, getting to and also it's that but also just looking at like really what is either important or how can I like in this case with time would be then if I'm expecting and we have an agreement to do something at a certain time and then that time comes and goes that I can just say, you know what, I'm going to find something else to do during that time or also actually be comfortable saying this no longer works for me because I have made other plans. And even if that could be disappointing to you or whatever, it's like, just relax. We can do it in half an hour later, an hour later. It doesn't matter. If it matters to me, I can actually just be honest and be like, no, I have other things that I'm going to move on to. And where I think those conflicts can come is if... I would then basically be like angry about it. Whereas if I'm like, no, it's not like a problem. You, you, you know, our times didn't match up and that doesn't have to be the end of the world. Yeah. And, you know, in this hypothetical situation, you know, if you could get upset about it, I don't actually have to be upset by that. That's just the and, way things work sometimes. And I think it's also like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't even get upset about it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I probably wouldn't get upset about it. Yeah. So anyway, so I think that's a big, big question that... Um, I think a lot of couples really face is remaining open to the other's needs and staying true to yourself. And I actually think that that's probably like, that's probably the biggest thing in a relationship. Those who figure that out have good relationships. I know and I was literally, I was thinking like, I better figure this out. Like it's so important for a relationship that we figure this out because it's small but it's not, it's small and yet it's not small. Like every area of our relationship is so great 
But this... Yeah, this is like um, this thing where where our needs clash. But I think that's everybody. Like, that's not just like us. That, I feel like, is the universal. You know, and it's in those areas where we actually have the opportunity to do the growth, you know, to be like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, yeah, how do I... I, it, that's the thing. That's where so much growth happens. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and I don't think that's something that is necessarily always learned and, and mastered. And then you're like, Oh, now I got that. Like I, I, I figured out how to be open to your needs and stay true to myself in every way that's going to come up. And that's so going it's to come always up. going to be a work in progress. Well, yeah, but a work in progress can be something that can be a challenge that we enjoy, like going on a run, going on a five mile run is a challenge, but you enjoy it. So you do it. You don't, if you complained while you ran for five miles every time, you wouldn't do it, right? Yeah. You do it because like this is a challenge and I enjoy it. Well, our relationship has its challenges and I can either complain about it the whole dang time or I can be like, you know what? I've chosen this. I'm going to enjoy the fact that I am being pushed to you know, to what a limit of mine. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, oh yeah, I, you know, like working out or whatever. It's like, yeah, I worked out. So I don't never have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Every single time I walk out, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm, but like, I show up and I do it. And I'm like, I love that. I love walking out. At yeah. the end of every walkout session, I'm like, I love this. Yeah. And, but and you then never the begin- think like... The beginning of the next one, like, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if you thought like, oh, I've worked out, and I've hit my goals for, you know, my muscle mass or my firmness or whatever I'm trying to go for. I've done it. Well, great. Now I never have to work out again. Doesn't quite work that way. No, it doesn't work out. I guess like I can also look at my relationship that it's going to need and require work for as long as I'm in it. Yeah. This is a challenge and it is a good one. It's one we've signed up for. If you were Tom Brady, you would be happy to have gotten to face the Kansas City Chiefs in the last Super Bowl because it would be a challenge to win it. It's a challenge to show up and do a good job. And when you show up and you do it and you're and you are challenged, it feels good. Um, and with that, I'm going to uh, end with this quote that is by Franklin P. Jones, and it is for our monthly challenge number two. Uh, which is going to be a home date night. So sometime Ooh. this month, we are going to do a home date night. We're going to yeah, get dressed yeah. up really nice, open a nice bottle of wine, have an amazing meal, whether it's takeout or whether we cook together or whether I cook the meal. And we're going to have an amazing meal at home, date night, dressed to the nines, have so much fun. That is going to happen sometime this month. I am so month. excited for that. <laughs> Since it's coffee, like you go nowhere, I don't get dressed most of the time. So we're going to put on nice shoes and heels. Ooh. Exciting. And and so with that, we'll leave you today with this final quote. Love doesn't make the world go round. Love is what makes the ride worthwhile. So there you go. Hey, you don't make the world go round, but you sure do make this ride worthwhile. Oh, you too. 90% of the time. Oh, my God. And with that. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.